0: The Cincinnati Reds have looked like a professional baseball team in the month of May, which is more than we can say than what they did in April. But now here comes the conclusion of the Ohio Cup, and the Reds can only earn a split. I'll tell you how they can do that right now. You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker, who is on the Indeterminate IL. Hopefully he'll be back here pretty soon, send some good thoughts his way. But this is the Locked On Reds podcast that is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's podcast, we are going to look at who is killing it in the month of May for the Cincinnati Reds. And we're also going to look at why Andres Jimenez and Owen Miller need to be pitched to carefully in these next two games by Reds pitchers. And which Red will be the hero of the two games with The Guardians. But first, we start with the month of May. As I have said, the Reds have looked like a professional baseball team this month. To say nothing of the historic uh, loss that they just had on Sunday, that's in the past. Let's see how they bounce back. They bounce back with a couple of dudes. Hopefully, Tyler Stevenson is back healthy. We noted his departure from the lineup on Sunday and what it meant for this team. Part of the reason that Mike Mustakis has had such a good May is because Tyler Stevenson has had a crazy good May hitting 368 with a 1,058 OPS with a pair of homers to go along with it. Of course, the two guys leading the way in the power category for this month is Colin Moran and Brandon Drury. Both have four home runs apiece this month of May. And it's nice to see what, what this all means. It's nice to see the lineup coming, coming together. It sucks that they are not at full strength. And that's something that we're going to talk about tomorrow. What does that even look like for the Reds? Do we even remember what the Reds look like at full strength? But with the guys on the field, they've started to produce. We've seen bounce backs from Moose. He's got a 304 batting average. He's getting on base at a 407 clip. 40% of the time, we're seeing Moose getting on base. Those are the kind of things that we've liked to see. Now, it's worth noting again. At most, these guys have played 14 games. This is halfway through the month of May, but Moose is setting up very nicely for a good month of May overall and would like to see what he can do against the pitching that the Guardians will throw at him up in Cleveland. But overall, the guy that I'm looking at has been Tyler Stevenson. He has absolutely taken the reins. And it's funny because, depending on what you get your information from, there are some national uh, writers and, and analysts and things like that that believe that there's regression coming. Now, obviously, he's not going to bat 368 all year, but what does regression for Tyler Stevenson look like? I think this dude can hit 280, 290 for the entire year. He just shows that sort of maturity. At the plate, and I believe that he can continue to be the guy. We, we've said this multiple, multiple times on the show here. Tyler Stevenson is the cleanup hitter of the future for the Cincinnati Reds team, and I think the future's now when you're talking about Tyler Stevenson. The lineup, though, has just looked a lot better, and it's nice to see that it's not all relying on Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham's only batting 265 for his first 14 games here in the month of May. He is still getting on base very nicely, 41% of the time leading all Reds hitters when it comes to getting on base. But really, the interesting surprise, and we've not seen a ton of him to say that we know anything about him, But the more that I see from Albert Almora, I'm intrigued. Now, he's not slugging the ball crazily, but he's hitting it pretty, he's making contact pretty decently. He's hitting 320 here in 25 at-bats in the month of May. That's eight hits, you know, eight and 25. What more can he give the Reds here? Because that's not a dude that you were expecting to see anything from. I remember when the Reds added him as a non-roster invite in spring training, and you're just kind of like, All right, sure, I remember him as a Cub, I think. He played there, stuff like that. But I I think it'd be interesting to see if he can continue to give the Reds Summit bats We are talking about dudes that we weren't expecting. When you're talking about Brandon Drury, Colin Moran, Albert Almora, DJ Friedel, guys that weren't supposed to play this much, and it's all due to the just, absolutely staggering number of injuries that the Reds are dealing with. Now, the good news is, is Joey Votto's up in Dayton tonight. Hopefully, he can get back soon and ready for the Reds' road trip to Toronto. We'll love to see him be able to play there up in Toronto. If nothing else, I, I want him back in the lineup, man. I just miss Joey Votto. And I know that he was struggling before he went on the COVID IL, so hopefully that kind of reset him a little bit when it comes to his performance on the field. But overall, uh, the Reds have looked like a professional baseball team here in the month of May. Now the pitching obviously still coming along. It's going to be interesting to see how Connor Overton can follow up the performances that he has been putting together for the Redlegs. Again, a guy who has gotten very little run in the major leagues and the Reds, uh, we've, we've been impressed. I mean, if you are not impressed with what Connor Overton is doing, then you're just a negative person. And I don't know that I need that kind of negativity in my life. But he's pitched very well so far in hoping that maybe he can get on the board here and um, continue his good performances as the Reds head to Cleveland. Speaking of Cleveland, uh, Jose Ramirez is one of the best players in baseball and obviously a dude to watch out for whenever the Reds play the Guardians. There are two more dudes in that lineup that the Reds pitching staff needs to be wary of. I'll give you those too. Next. But first, imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting. So tasty. Now, open your eyes and realize that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. What? Yes. It is. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Bilt Built. I just received my birthday cake, but I got a whole box of them, and I'm so excited, man. These are my favorite flavors. They've taken over Cherry Barcia. Absolutely phenomenal. They are so tasty. They, they kind of satisfy that sweet craving that you've got. They are the uh, Puffs, which is a protein packed marshmallow. There's magic involved there, I'm sure. That's covered in 100% white chocolate, and it's got sprinkles. That's right. I'm talking about something with chocolate, sprinkles, and marshmallow that's healthy for you. And built. did it. Head on over to Bilt.com today and use that promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. But get yourself some birthday cake puffs because they don't know how long they're going to last. They're here right now. Probably not going to be there tomorrow. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious-flavored marshmallow-covered and 100% raw chocolate churro puff is another great puff you've got to try. We're talking about uh they're the 100% real chocolate with 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and nine grams of sugar. When it comes to this birthday cake puff built bar, but a lot of them have four grams of sugar or less, and they're made with collagen protein, protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. So go to built.com today. Get yourself some birthday cake puffs. Use the promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off. That's built.com. And the promo code locked 15 new game day shirt. Boom. Cash back food for the tailgate. Thank you for making Lockdown Reds your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Recaps of Major League Baseball games with analysis from our local experts in under 30 minutes takes fans through the Major League Baseball season like no other network. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. just like Lockdown Reds. Make sure you're following Lockdown Reds on all platforms, including YouTube, coming up tomorrow tomorrow. Does anyone remember what the Reds look like at full strength? We'll dive into that. But let's talk about this Guardian series because the Reds lost the first two games at Great American Ballpark, giving up lots of runs in the process. And there were a couple of guys that were impressive then who have continued to impress still today. Andres Jimenez and Owen Miller have absolutely been raking. Andres Jimenez is hitting over 300. But here's the thing when it comes to Jimenez. He is striking the ball with crazy accuracy and very, very good on the power numbers. There's one weakness to him, though. You got to pitch around him. He swings at pitches outside the strike zone a little bit more than league average, and he doesn't have like a crazy above average um, contact rate on pitches outside the zone. He has been super successful for the Guardians this whole season. He has been cooling down a little bit this past week. He's only got three hits in the last week. However, those three hits are two doubles and a homer. So when he makes contact, he does damage. But when you look at his statistics, yes, he's hitting 326 on the year, but he's getting on base only 344, so 34% of the time. He only has three walks all year long. Red's pitching needs to kind of pitch around him a little bit, dare him to take a walk basically because he has been nothing short of phenomenal for the Guardians in fact in the first game of the series he had 3 hits against the Reds so don't just don't just go at him don't just pound the strike zone when you're facing Andres Jimenez because if you pitch around him And Connor Overton will probably be very successful at this. But if you're able to pitch around him, I think you're going to get him into a lot of good pitcher's counts. And then you'll force him to overswing, maybe swing and miss a lot. He does have 23 strikeouts on the season. So I'd love to see Reds pitching do that. But when you're talking about Jimenez in the lineup, that's not some dude that you can just gloss over. He has been phenomenal. Another dude that's been phenomenal He really continued his success at the plate from the first two games of this series where he had five hits at Great American Ballpark, is Owen Miller. Reds pitchers need to attack the zone on him. So a little bit of, you know, flip-flop here. Andres Jimenez, pitch around him. Owen Miller pitch right there in the strike zone at him because yes, he's making a lot of contact, but there's a lot of things that saying he's getting a little bit lucky saying his expected batting average is 40 points lower than where his actual batting average is right now. Part of that is he is fast in the 88th percentile of Major League Baseball in sprint speed. Dude can run. So when he puts the ball in play, you got to get the ball to first base super quick. But he's making crazy contact, like well above average, especially on pitches outside the zone. He hits three-quarters of the pitches that he swings at when they're outside the zone. So you can't really kind of finesse this guy I think you've got a power pitch pound the strike zone with fastballs especially up in the zone because yes the contact's been there and he's got a nice slugging percentage but overall his numbers don't strike me as a guy that's just going to destroy your fastball so if you're a Reds pitcher and you're listening right now thank you by the way make sure you pound the strike zone and it's I think that Jimenez and Owen Miller are two guys Outside of Jose Ramirez, obviously, there's there's one thing that you can count on when you face the Cleveland Guardians, and that is that Jose Ramirez is going to be good. It's a rare occasion when the Reds can hold him hitless, or really even hold him to one hit. Dude is just phenomenal. So, see what you can do with the rest of the lineup, because you're going to try to pitch around Jose Ramirez, it's probably not going to work and focus on these other guys because Jimenez and Owen Miller have really helped this lineup be successful as of late. And then there's one other dude, but I, I'm not sure that the Reds are going to see him because he was placed on the COVID list this past Friday. And that's Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor had an amazing week last week. He had one game with eight RBIs, just phenomenally hitting here as of recent. And if you look at his baseball, savant page, there's a lot of red dudes hitting the ball real good. So, I mean, it sucks that he's on the COVID list, but if the Reds don't have to pitch to him, then that's okay. Because when it comes to Reds pitching, we've seen it get better recently. I mean, but let's take away the fact for a minute that the the Reds lost the game. They combined for a no-hitter. It's kind of nice, you know. Only gave up one run. At the end of the day, if you can say that you only gave up one run, you pitched well. I don't care if you lost, you pitched well. Your your lineup's got to do its job at the end of the day. But Hunter Green and Art Warren combined for a good performance there on Sunday. And I think that we try to talk about that as much as possible, number one, because it's an optimistic point of view, to be like, hey, look, Red's pitching good. Good. Better. Better than it has been. So hopefully they can continue that. And they got the right dude on the mound. I'm telling you, Connor Overton has been phenomenal this season. And it's not just you are looking at the 1.59 ERA. He's been efficient with his pitches. I'm looking forward to seeing if he can continue. So he was the first Reds pitcher to go six innings this year. Let's see if he can be the first Reds pitcher to go six innings in back-to-back starts this year. That'd be phenomenal. With the fate of the Ohio Cup in the balance, one Red could tip the balance of power in these last two games of the series. I'll tell you who that is after I tell you why Rock Auto is the best place to find your next car part. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why go in there and ask a dude to look up what he might happen to have on hand to sell you for a marked-up price? Don't do that. That's not smart. What's smart is going to rockauto.com because they've got all the parts your car will ever need, including if you're somebody who knows exactly what sort of brand of auto part you like. Plus, why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same part at a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. It doesn't matter if you're a professional or if you're a do-it-yourselfer. They have everything that you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. If you want that, you can reupholster your seats on RockAuto, or get stuff to reupholster your seats on RockAuto.com. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that Jeff and Steve from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need are at RockAuto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow Steve at S Offenbager with two Fs. And while he's on the indeterminate IL, he is able to tweet. So he's he's got some good stuff there. Also, you can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And you can follow the Lockdown Reds account with no Fs. And also make sure you're subscribed right here on YouTube. All right. Two more games. The Ohio Cup. Really, the Reds can only earn a split, which is a little bit of a bummer. I think it's been like a million years since the Reds have won the Ohio Cup. So, the most vaunted trophy in sports is on display and the Reds could earn a split. I'm going to tell you why Brandon Drury will go off in these two games. We're talking about a dude that I mentioned him a little bit when you're looking at the month of May. Brandon Drury has been pretty decent. Here in the month of May, he's been pretty good all season long. He's getting a lot of comparisons and I think it's a little premature, but a lot of comparisons to guys like Scooter Jeanette and Derek Dietrich. Now, Derek Dietrich might be a little bit more of a good comparison just because he was here for only, you know, a very short time and he was good for a very short time and then he was kind of average the rest of the way, but Scooter Jeanette was pretty solid. I don't I don't want to put Brandon Drury right there on that same plane just yet. But the fact that the Reds got him for nothing and pulled him off the waiver wire heap and he has absolutely stroked the ball early on this season has been nothing short of phenomenal. And I think he's going to continue that as the Reds head up to Cleveland because he eats fastballs for breakfast, lunch, and he eats some off-speed pitches for dinner, the two starters that the Indian or that see there it is that the Guardians are going to throw up against the Reds here in these two games aren't really that impressive. I mean, Cal Quantrell probably has a nice uh, career ahead of him, and he's pitched all right to this point. Zach Plesick has had a little bit of a tough season though, and his expected numbers say that even what you're seeing right now is a little bit lucky. So the Reds need to take advantage of that, and I think that it starts with Brandon Drury. Because neither Plessick nor Quantrell have been getting big swing and miss numbers, and Drury has been pretty good at not whiffing. So if he lays off the breaking stuff, especially tonight from Zach Plessick, he may be, getting, he may be the biggest reason that the Reds chase Plessick from the game early because Plessick's fastball just gets murdered. So if the Reds can, if he's throwing his breaking ball for strikes, it's going to be a different story. But if his breaking ball is going outside the zone, the Reds hitters just need to lay off of that. Their patience at the plate as of late, except for Sunday, has really paid off for them. And it's going to continue to pay off for them against guys like Plessick and Quantrill, who just don't get the kind of whiff numbers that, I mean, especially Plessic. Plessic is not missing bats. He is going to have to rely on the hitters getting themselves out. So if they wait for their pitch, they're going to be able to clobber it. Brandon Drury is that first guy that I'm looking at because dude has been phenomenal in replacement for every single dude that's on the injured list. I mean, hopefully we'll see Jonathan India back here, but the nice thing is that Brandon Drury has really stepped up in his absence and that cannot be overstated. He's about to go off. In this series, looking forward to the uh, Reds and Guardians series as a whole overall. We'll we'll recap the series uh, in a couple of days. Hopefully, Steve will be back off the indeterminate IL and we'll break it all down. But also, more so for the fact that the Reds just need to bounce back. After Sunday's embarrassing historic loss, this lineup absolutely needs a big day. Zach Plesick is the guy to have a big day off of. So if they go out there and they eke out one or two runs off of him, you're still going to have those feelings when it comes to the Reds. I I think they've absolutely got to go out in a race. Like I said, this is going to be something that hangs over them for the entire season. So why not try your best to bounce back right now? In fact, I mean, this is going to be a thing that we look back on for years and years and years. So for a player's perspective, the best way to get back – is to just absolutely just overload the scoreboard tonight with a lot of runs. But that's going to wrap us up for this edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Coming up tomorrow, we'll talk about the full strength Reds and try to remember what that's like. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen. Now make Locked On MLB your second listen. Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. Locked On MLB is just like Locked On Reds, free and available on all platforms hopefully the reds can earn a split of the ohio cup and i know where you can find great information on every single game right here on locked on reds where we're locked on reds every single day